Uh, no, I was saying some pretty ballsy shit on stream last night, too, so it's it's one or the other. Oh, my God. What yeah, were you was, saying last night that was so crazy? Uh, Casey Anthony's hot for murdering your daughter. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How does that even come uh, up in a conversation? I actually don't remember. I think... <laughs> Damn! Somehow we got on the topic of how, how long ago that was, right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, and then I was yeah, but that's kind of, still so out of left field. Well, she's hot. in the context of what was happening. I don't think it was all that left field. You know, she had another baby. Is it still yep. alive? Yeah, it's actually, alive. dude, maybe. What is it like? How does it like? You just hate one kid so much. You're like, I'm gonna fix this. You, like the second one comes out, and you're like, "This is much better." Oh, I can tell you how. I mean, with the pool, I'm still not recording. Just so we know. Yeah, this one was. I'm going to give it two more minutes. Let Sabrina get into the bathroom, then I'll hit record, and then we can ignore everything I said in the past two minutes. Okay. Yeah, um, but I, I was waiting on my fucking rice cooker. I, I'm trying to cook uh, after we finish the podcast, and. I had to get my rice pre-made, and then I can do my, my normal shit. Um, what you making? Tonight, so I try and incorporate rice with pretty much everything that I eat, but um, I got Why some, are you like, trying to do that? Just out of curiosity. I need, after everything that I do in the gym, I have to have some kind of carb to replenish it, and rice is a very... It goes with everything that I eat, but it, it's just like... I feel like it's the cleanest carb, too. Like, it's not bread or anything like that. That's a lot of what are the people. Let me start over. It's what a lot of people that I watch and aspire to be incorporate into their diet. So I'm trying to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I the I the reason I ask is because um, it is a carb, and if you're trying to incorporate it in every diet, I was going to be like, uh, I don't know if you should be eating it for every meal, but yeah. But yeah, it's my nighttime meal. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I, I'm just doing more than I thought I would be doing at this point, and I've eaten multiple times a day. I'm still hungry. Um, usually oh, that's the, yeah. Usually that's the last meal that'll be like, okay, I'm good now. Um, uh, but I, I try to make bulk in advance, and that's what I just did tonight. Was the night to do that, and it took for fucking ever. So sorry, I'm recording now. Yeah. 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 Meal prepping, right? Just make a whole yeah, bunch at of least bulk and yeah. Have it for leftovers, right? Um, I cook the meat fresh because I'm a bougie bitch, and I, oh. I want it fresh, nice and hot. Um, but I am marinating right now. I got some, uh, like they're kind of like these little round eye steaks, whatever they're called, and I slice them up into little nice slices, and I marinate it with some washer sister sauce and some seasonings and stuff like that. So that sounds delightful. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Wor- Wor- Worcestershire sauce? Is that what you were struggling to say there? No, I said wash your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I straight up, we had recipes uh, when I was working at the restaurant that used that shit. And I would be like, yeah, pass the one sauce. You know, the w, <laughs> that one. Yeah. Everyone calls it W sauce. There's this like old, 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 old man on TikTok who he's a fucking great chef. Um, just from watching his stuff, but he calls it wash your sister sauce, and I can never go back now. <laughs> wash your sister sauce. Yeah, that's some. He's a he's like a he's definitely Texan. Like he, oh yeah, yeah, he can pull it off. Me, it just sounds like yeah, everything else that I've said in the past ten minutes. 
<laughs> Maybe stop saying horrific stuff. Question I don't know mark? if I can, question mark. <laughs> There's something uh, about me that just doesn't know when to shut my mouth. Oh, I know that feeling. Yeah. Usually when there's a dick near it. <laughs> oh. Let's oh. please start the podcast, damn it. I can't keep doing this. Oh, gosh. You're an insane person. You are listening to Haunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Bop. We have a great show for you today. Or, well, it's it's a show. It's it's a show. Don't undermine how great this is going to be. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to be doing another uh, cre- create episode. Uh, that, that's the way I'm going to phrase that. It's going to be our first, uh, or I, I think our first, since uh, Halloween of 2020. So, yeah, it's going to be fun times. Yeah. Um, well, and on top of that, I've watched some movies. Uh, Austin and Dylan have, you know, done Fuck. things. And, uh, you know, of course, we're going to have our regularly scheduled picks of the week. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan, should probably shut up, Martin, <laughs> and Austin, misplaced order, Stevens. How's it going today, fellas? I'm doing great. I had great. to come up with those on the fly, so. You did a great yeah. job. Thank yeah. you. They're, they were good. They They... Hit the spot. They hit the, the spot. Kids say at least in ter- it, if you put that into the pre-show, it hit the spot. If it didn't make it into the pre-show, then it made no sense. And if it made no sense, that's the best kind. The best sense. Uh, it it's the best kind of something. I don't know what it is, but something. <laughs> anyway, I'm good. 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 I'm, I'm Austin, you okay? <laughs> I'm doing great. See, he's good too. <clears throat> oh, okay. Good. Okay. Please stop. <laughs> What's going on? I was mid. I was mid vape, and then I heard it coming, and I, which is weird to say about a silence, but I did hear it coming. <laughs> and I could, like I was in mid vape, and it was happening, and I was like, just. Please. You're like, no, God, no. It's like the worst time. Okay. Well, uh, I think that's what makes it special. Is it? Like awkward interruptions, awkward silences. It's just because we're so comfy with one another. I'm comfy with both of you. I could literally walk naked into both of your houses and not feel any pressure. Uh, okay, I was gonna ba- say that you'd probably feel some pressure for me to get the fuck out of my house. Oh, but um, just because, or you I, know, I assume that you're, you weren't invited. Thank you. Not you, well. 
That's that you rude. just came in and were naked in my no. house. <laughs> I would need you to at least say, hey, you can come over. Now, the naked part would be a little bit of a surprise when I ring your doorbell. Okay. So you're like the uh, that episode of, um, of uh, How I Met Your Mother, the guy who goes on the date and gets naked and is supposed to be like a, oh, oh I guess we're getting naked, or I guess we're fucking now type thing. I mean, it's kind of a power play. And yeah, yeah. If, if I'm knocking on your door, it's for you. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. See, if you just say, hey, come over, you're not specifying that he can't yep. show up naked. You're not telling him up front that he can't do that. Right. Hey, Kayla's not here. Let's play some games. And in my head, that can be a <laughs> lot of different things. <laughs> oh, fuck, oh man. So I. Oh, oh, my. That's. <laughs> I'm proud of him for drinking water. I am too. Yeah, I just spilt it all over my legs. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Guess yeah. I gotta go get Coke now. <laughs> Funny thing enough, I, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. No, that's uh, fucked up. You gotta at least listen to Josh talk about ambulance. Well, uh, first I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on my thought because I have to get this out. God damn. So you were talking about like oh let's just play some games or whatever and we're naked well I uh, remember from back in the day this was like probably five or six years ago um, uh, probably closer to like six or seven actually now that I think about it because me and Kayla have been together for five so anyway I was watching porn one time and and there was this one who uh, like you know how they have like yeah You you know how they have the ones that are like uh, the the websites that are just like like Pornhub. They're just like big yeah. compilation sites or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you know, I was scrolling around, scrolling around, trying to find something that I was like, okay, I haven't jerked off to this before. <laughs> this is an <laughs> awkward conversation to be having on a podcast. But, but you're doing great. <clears throat> so, anyway, I'm looking for something, and then this this girl catches my eye, and I was like, okay, she's cute. She could probably get railed. All right, let's see what this is about. Let's <laughs> start watching it. <laughs> and it's this girl who's like, yeah, it's just so empowering to be naked. Like, I love being a nudist or whatever. And she's with her, like, brother or stepbrother or some shit. And he's, like, sitting there trying to play video games. She's sitting naked, and she's, like, trying to convince him to get naked, too. And then they end up boning, obviously, because, you know, it's porn. But it was just... The picture of me and Dylan sitting together yeah. games was immediately, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like that time that the star was like, I'm nudist. And Let's that's do new things together. how porn happens. That I love how you just happens. saw a video and your first thought was, yeah, she could get railed. Was that not what you do? I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's just weird to say it out loud. I, I love that our podcast is like the Howard Stern of IGN and stuff like that. Like, that's what we are. I mean, we, <laughs> we're something. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, you won't find well, it anywhere else, I'm sure. The, you're you're not wrong. We're disgustingly uh, wholesome. Right, this is true. Well, we're something. We should trade that. that. <laughs> so, um, I watched Ambulance. Uh. Mm-hmm. Are you guys familiar with this at all? Do you know yes, handsome man yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal in an ambulance on a crime spree. It's this year. It's this generation's speed. 
kind of pretty much nailed it. Um, <laughs> with that said, you were 100% right. Jake Gyllenhaal is a really good-looking man, right? I know, dude. What is with you guys on that? Dude, he's so fucking good-looking, dude. That is yeah, such a hard looking. disagree. Oh, oh you're my crazy. God. You know how you feel, Dylan, about Andy Samberg? Oh. That's how I feel okay. about Jake Gyllenhaal. I can't even argue it. I respect it. I just need no one to talk. I get I it. I don't know, man. Just something about him. I just can't fucking stand him. I wish he would stand on me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Fucking oh. step on me, daddy. <laughs> I'm like the Dom, too, but I would let him step on me. Dylan's really leaning into the gross aspect man, of the yeah, this episode. To, huh? Is that bad? Like the I don't think so. Episode. I'm having a good time. That was so much better than the Casey Anthony thing. It was. <laughs> See, now you've rep- referenced it. It's got to stay in. It's got to stay in. It's gotta as long as the other one doesn't, that's fine, actually. I'm okay with Mer- No, 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 no. <laughs> nope, oh, nope. Don't say that out that's, loud. That's amazing that I caught myself on that one. Please just stop. <laughs> oh, wow. Jake oh, Gyllenhaal. J- he does things to Dylan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What a mute mic. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, ambulance. It basically, uh, this generation's speed. Um, it is fucking awesome. Uh, I was really like, okay. So, I like Michael Bay uh, for the most part. I hate the Transformers movies except for the first one because, one, they don't really tell really necessary stories. Uh, and the CGI kind of looks like shit, like I think, um, because you can never really tell. Like to an to a degree, you can tell who is who in that first movie because the designs are so like contrasty. But as the movies went on and they became more intricate and shit like that, it kind of became a like a thing where like. I couldn't tell who was fighting who, and I kind of didn't give a fuck anymore. And it just, you know, whatever. Uh, but almost all of the rest of his movies, I really enjoy. Um, they're good to great. Some of them, uh, including pain and gain, which I think might still be his best movie. Although this one gives it a run for its money for sure. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, I've always kind of liked him, but I also kind of acknowledge that most of his movies are pure, dumb entertainment. Like, Bad Boys, especially Bad Boys 2, I really like because it is kind of, like, dumb, nihilistic entertainment. It's, like, violence for the sake of violence type shit uh, with, like... (laughs) I, I don't know if you guys know like remember that movie too well, but the opening sequence is Will Smith in a Ku Klux Klan outfit, uh, like popping out to kill these KKK members. <laughs> and it's like this kind of like messianic shot from underneath and behind him is this gigantic burning cross. Like how the fuck do I not remember this? Yeah, it's, it is fucking wild. The opening to that movie. Um, but uh, but yeah, for, for the most part, his movies are kind of dumb fun. They, they, they're not really saying like a whole lot of like really interesting stuff on a story level. Um, you know, they're just they're not made that way. They're dumb action movies. Um, but this one's different. Um, this one kind of has like a heart and soul to it, which 
I really fucking was not expecting. Uh, I haven't seen his two newer movies that have come out since Pain and Gain, which would have been... Um, actually, I think he's done three, one of them being a Transformers movie, but... Um, it was like the the 13 hours, the Benghazi movie, and then uh, another one that was made for Netflix that was like uh, Six Underground or s- something like that. Um, so I don't I can't speak to those movies, but this is the first one to me that has had any sort of like statement that it's trying to make sense pain and gain and potentially out of all of his filmography. And it's weirdly sentimental. Um, it's a story about brotherhood, uh, and, and family and human connection and how, when you're not connected to humanity, you can kind of like, uh, dehumanize people. You know, um, the movie starts out with, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, uh, his character is a former service member and he's trying to get his, uh, you know, veterans insurance to pay for his wife's experimental surgery that she has to have in order to stay alive. Um, and they just don't want to help him at all. And I, I kind of think that the, the violence in this movie works to, to say something about that. Uh, like the cops are out to kind of get these guys and end the, the, uh, the heist and the, and the, uh, criminality that is happening um, through any means necessary. And it kind of like puts them in the position where they're not humanizing the villains. They're not trying to like, you know, keep them alive to put them in jail or anything you know, like that. You know, they're actively trying to kill these dudes. And uh, you know, the same, same thing goes around where like uh, eventually later in the movie, a plan is hatched to try to, dispatch the police officers, which are kind of doing their job in a way because, you know, it's going to be a, a, a bad day if something happens in the middle of like rush hour traffic and these potentially dangerous criminals who have guns, um, you know, wind up in the middle of a whole bunch of civilians, you know. Uh, so it really, the movie ends up being a, a lot about like, uh, you know, empathy, <laughs> weirdly enough. And I just, I wasn't expecting that like at all. Um, it is fucking mind bogglingly fast. Like there's a little bit of a setup. It's like, it's two hours and 16 minutes, I think. And the movie just kind of fucking flew by, dude. Like <clears throat> Michael Bay is really known for his fast editing, you know, and, uh, his visual flair. And both of those things are here, man. Like every shot is just gorgeous. Um, the editing just moves this thing along at a really brisk pace. Everyone in it is excellent, including Jake Gyllenhaal, who's just going like full out, like, coked out of his fucking mind, Jack Nicholson style performance. Like he's just fucking giving it the most insanity he can possibly give it. I love it. Um, the, really my only knock against this movie is that there, there are some uses of drones 
that I kind of didn't understand the purpose of like, uh, a, a lot of what Michael Bay does with his shots is like, he makes really compelling looking images in the frame, but they don't really necessarily always say a whole lot about anything. And I kind of felt like that was the case with some of the drone footage that he used here. Uh, I didn't know that it was saying anything in particular, um, other than the fact here's this fucking cool ass drone shot. Um, yeah, I, I, I really fucking dug this movie a lot. I thought it was fucking awesome. Uh, it's definitely Michael Bay's best movie since Pain Again. It might be his best movie. Um, I really recommend going to go see it. That's crazy, man. Because I, I do want to go see it. <clears throat> like we were talking about last night, though, I don't know if I'll have time outside of, you know, the Northman this month to go see something. But I'm excited. I'm sure it's going to hit a streaming service sooner rather than later. And... It just looks good. It looks like a fun time. I don't think I've had a movie like that in a while. <clears throat> At least one that I could sit down and watch um, or like want to watch. But um, this one looks like one of those that I can just sit down and have a great time with it. Yeah. And I like that it's this generation speed, too, because I like speed. <laughs> yeah, I love speed. Speed's a great movie. Yeah, I think me and Madison are going to try to go see it on Monday, on Sunday, Sunday morning, if oh, theaters yeah. are open. Yeah, if you can get in, I, I definitely recommend it. Fuck yeah. Um, it looks really fun. It's funny that we keep bringing up speed. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Michael Bay's first movie was Bad Boys, right? Uh, 1995. He was actually up to do speed. Speed could have been his first movie, and he lost out to it. Holy and now he's shit. coming back like... <laughs> uh, <what? clears throat> 27 years later. Yeah, I would almost be interested to see what he could do with speed. I mean, it's Michael Bay, right? His first movie and everything. And uh, fucking who who did it the first time? Uh, shit. I don't even know. Yeah. Um. Michael Bay, though, dude. Uh, but we finally got it in 2022. <laughs> yeah, we finally got it. Interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Jean de Bont. That's his name. Jean de Bont? Isn't that the dude that did Twister? That See, I looked it up when you guys said it, and I wasn't going to take yep. the chance on trying to pronounce You're that. Correct. Dude, I just know that because I fucking watched Twister like a thousand times when I was a kid because for some reason it was just always on. I don't know why. <laughs> it, it was on a lot as a kid, wasn't it? It was. Dude, weird. <laughs> Oh yeah, my it God. came out in 96, and yeah, I feel like I remember seeing it on TV all the time. Dude, every fucking time. I'm looking it up now. He did the Tomb Raider movies? What? Really? With uh, Angelina Jolie. He was the director on those. Wow, that's crazy. I would have... Uh, I would have never guessed that to be. Yeah, what is this? Uh, the Cradle of Life was that the first one or no? Uh, I think that was the second one. Okay, he did that one. I don't know about the other one. I can't see. It. Whatever. I that's just Twister cracks me up because yeah, that was. I wonder, Austin, if because that was Josh and my generation. Can you think of a movie that was just always on TV as you were growing up? Fuck, dude. Um, <clears throat> for me, I I feel like the movie. Well, fuck. I don't know. I know I know the movie that I always saw on a lot was Forrest Gump, but I never fucking watched it. 
So I don't know. I don't really remember. I, I, I don't know. I don't, what is today? I don't watch TV. I don't know what's on TV anymore. I've not had TV in years. So I wonder what kids look at today. And it's like, oh, my God, this shit's always on TV. I know that when I got to, like, early high school, um, I mean, it's not really when I was a kid. But when I got to, like, early high school, I watched The Dark Knight, like, once a week because it was fucking always on uh, FX. Literally, like, every yeah. fucking Saturday. <laughs> I could see that. Okay, so maybe the I mean, at least you had a good movie. <laughs> That is true. Oh man, um, Austin, you you did some final thoughting. I did, I did. I finished Chainsaw Man. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> that I was able to finish it so so quick. <coughs> uh, but uh, is it relatively new, like yeah. didn't it only come out like a couple years ago? Yeah, it uh, it started serialization in 2018 and it ended okay. December of 2020. Holy shit, that's a short run. Yeah, um, it was, it's only like 97 chapters, I think. So it's not like anything fucking crazy. Um, But the reason why it was so short is because recently um, they announced that part two will be coming sometime this year. So he, uh, apparently it's a much longer story, but it's going to be separated. Kind of, I guess kind of like the way Jojo does it. It's going to be separated by multiple arcs like that. Interesting. Um, but so kind of picking up where I left off of like explaining the story last week, uh, the main character, Denji, his entire thing is he's now being forced by the government to hunt down other devils or else they're going to kill him. Um, he ends up falling in love with his boss who basically gives him like a bunch of really dangerous fucking tasks that like there's really no way he should walk out of alive, but somehow always fucking manages to. And uh, she basically promises sexual favors that keep building up, but oddly never happen. Um, It's not really ever, like, forwardly stated that they're sexual favors, but, like, you can kind of tell by the writing and, like, the body language of the characters that that's exactly what it fucking means. Um, So he's given the ultimate task of fighting this super huge, strong fucking demon called the Gun Devil that is so powerful that in less than two minutes it killed 1.2 billion people on the planet. And I thought that shit was really fucking cool. Um, Basically, he was just like an omnipotent force that was just like a tidal wave that runs through a country and just kills everybody that it fucking touches. Um, It was super neat. Uh, But my my biggest issue with the story is the ending is like so heavily foreshadowed from like the eighth chapter on that like you're it's pretty predictable um it basically ends with denji's boss who is also the woman that he's fallen in love with is revealed to be the main antagonist the entire time and she was basically just slaughtering a bunch of people for experiments in order to try to quote unquote better the world even though she was just randomly killing people it was she was just kind of insane um and i didn't i didn't really like that because it was just kind of like okay like I, I, this was very predictable. I knew this from like the beginning of the story, and it just—I don't know. Like, foreshadowing is really cool. Like when you, like in Attack on Titans case, it's really cool to like rewatch the series and realize just how much foreshadowing it was because at the time there wasn't anything to connect those scenes to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like from throughout the entire show, you can every bit or not show, but uh, series. Every bit of foreshadowing that's layered is just so easily connectable, and it just kind of kills it at the end. But it was still really cool, really dark, gory, gross metal. 
Uh, the fucking demon designs were insane. Like, that's some of the greatest... That's some of the coolest fucking demon designs that I've, I've ever seen out of any type of manga or anime. That shit was wild. Hell yeah. Well, <clears throat> when's We're, the, uh, when's the yeah. anime coming out? Um, I don't know. I think it's still just set for this year. Uh, I know that it's being animated by the same studio that animated the final season of Attack on Titan. So I have no doubts that it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, we don't know yet. Just sometime this year. They keep saying that like it's coming really, really soon and they're going to make a big formal announcement soon. Okay. Dude, the, uh, I remember seeing the trailer for it and the animation looked incredible. Yeah, dude. MAPPA is just so fucking good. Everything, like, they're doing Chainsaw Man. They, uh, I guess they're going to start doing attack, uh, attack on Titan later this year and premiere it at the beginning of next year. Um, they're also adapting uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which is really fucking cool. And I'll pro- I'm reading that right now, so I'll probably talk about that next week, too. Isn't that already an anime? Yeah, the anime's already come out. Oh, uh, they've only done the already... first season. Okay, gotcha. And I think it's only like 12 episodes long, and they did just actually come out with a movie that is the uh, first four chapters of the manga. For some reason, they didn't animate that for whatever reason. They saved that for a movie. Beautiful. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that uh, pop up on like my real app as something that I could uh, mm-hmm. get tickets to. I didn't get to go see it. I was bummed, but I also haven't finished the show. I've only watched like the first three or four episodes. Madison's watched the first season, I think, like six times already. She fucking loved that shit. And she saw that movie opening night and she said it was fucking awesome. That's fucking rad, dude. Um, so uh, the only reason I'm asking, and it has nothing to do with Chainsaw Man, it has to do with anime. Um, <laughs> Someone recommended Demon Slayer to Sabrina. Mm-hmm. First off, one, is it good? I love Demon Slayer. I okay. were, I finished the manga a couple months ago, and it's very, very good. I was going to ask, second question, there's one season of the anime, is that right? Uh, there's two. Where's yep. the second one? Because I'm looking on Hulu and Netflix, and I see one. It should be on Hulu. Uh, no, I think Hulu only has the dub of Demon Slayer for whatever reason. I mean, that, I, mean, I don't care about that, but. Uh, I think Funimation, it's, maybe? I, th- I know it's on Funimation because that's where I watched. Oh, so, uh, Hulu did it weird and they separated each season as like their own individual thing. If that makes sense. I don't know how to explain that. Oh, I the, the second season like is the, the uh, entertainment district arc. Okay. So Hulu, so it has both technically. Yeah, um, and then there's there's a movie that takes place in between the two seasons. Uh, I think that's all, oh no they they did an episode thing for that they split the movie in into episodes and aired it on TV, and that's also on Hulu. So yeah, is it worth watching? Like me as someone who just barely dabbles. Um, you like animation, dude. It is gorgeously Yeah, it's animated. very pretty. Especially the second season. Dude, they went fucking nuts on the second season. The animation is wonderful. Um, uh, the I know the movie. I haven't seen, like, the, the split-up episode version. I've only actually seen the full movie. Um, the movie was fucking wonderfully animated, except for, like, weird CGI sequences. Those looked pretty rough. But everything else was fucking beautiful. It's it's won multiple awards for for its animation. 
So, what the fuck? I see what you're talking about where there's different... I guess different arcs? Yeah. They, I don't know why Hulu separated them like that, but I think every streaming platform did, because I think Funimation did the same thing. So, are there three seasons? Technically. What's the technical part? Um, so, the second season... So, they... You would watch Demon Slayer and then Demon Slayer, the Mugen train arc. Uh, that was a full movie that they just like split up and aired on TV before the second season came out. Oh, so it's not like a full season. It's more like a like a collection of like OVA specials. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying I will, but the, the reason I ask is because it does look pretty. I've seen it multiple. You should times. Dude. Like, I'll see you, you try it on. God damn it. Well, let me transition that into what I've been doing because this week has been really rough and I I wasn't Josh able to sit down and watch the movie. I still have it added on I think it was what? HBO or Netflix? Yeah, HBO. It was HBO. So I've been able to sit down and watch it, but I was able to squeeze in a few episodes of Community. We were talking about this last night on the stream, but um in the in the time that I did have the watch community, I really like it, dude. Um, it, it like you said, it took me a couple up ep- couple of episodes. Like now, I know who everyone is. I've established everyone's personalities and stuff like that. Um, but dude, I'm actually I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it or not, but I enjoy my time with it so far. Um, I don't know everyone's names right off the bat. Like there's Abed, of course, and then Troy, right? That's uh, yeah. Donald Glover's character. Yeah. So I love both of them. And then uh, Chevy Chase's uh, his character is brutally funny and probably like a really toxic way. Oh, but yeah. yeah, the shit he says, like <laughs> if a if I met a human in real life that said some of the shit that Chevy Chase says in that show, I'd be like, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah, it's it's that bad. But I'm also I laugh because of it. Like I dude, <laughs> and just there's character growth already and like i'm already starting to learn about people like how what's his what's the character's name for chevy chase uh uh, pierce pierce that's right so it's like the episode where pierce and the main guy's name what's his name jeff jeff pierce and jeff have to do that like presentation um for spanish class or whatever and jeff just kind of tries to you know do his own thing or whatever. But then at the end of it, um, again, forget her name, the, the blonde lady, Britta, Britta. like she kind of opens Jeff's eyes as to why Pierce was trying to try so hard to be on Jeff's team and try so hard to get a friend. And it's like in that moment, I was like, Oh shit. Like it's more than just a funny show. Like there's, there's growth happening. Mm -hmm. And it, at that moment, then I was like, okay, I, this is something I'm going to stick with. Um, <clears throat> Dude, just wait. There are even better uh, things going on with Jeff and Pierce like later in the series. Um, there's one episode in particular that's really like Pierce is a, is more or less a very bad person. Um, but there there are moments in the series where you really kind of dig into his character and you realize that like he's a victim also. And that a lot of the bad stuff that he says and does comes from a place of, uh, I don't want to say insecurity, but like 
it comes from like it comes from somewhere. I'll just put it. Yeah. No, I I'm going to keep going like this. So the reason I kind of transitioned from the whole Demon Slayer thing is because I don't have a lot of time, but it would be kind of nice to juggle a couple of things. And it's like, maybe I'll try it. I can't say for sure because I do really enjoy watching community and there's a couple of things on YouTube I'm dabbling in, but just in the time that I have, I'd like to continue to give community a shot and definitely, I mean, I'll give demon slayer an episode or two. See how that goes. Cause I've not, (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you the last anime I watched. Uh, Um, I guess it was Naruto with Sabrina, but I know that Madison, she watched all of season one in a day. Like when she first started watching it, and like she was immediately hooked and then with the manga she read the entire manga in like 24 hours holy that's shit fucking yeah. incredible she fucking loved that shit and she's uh, like that's the only manga I've been ever like cause like she's read a lot of shit she's read probably more manga than I fucking have honestly that's um, crazy dude but she like something about Demon Slayer she was like I was just not able to like focus on anything else until I finished this shit yeah it's just weird because my boss is really into anime, and he's the one that <clears throat> um, suggested it to Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of thinking, it's like, you know, I've not really watched one because even Naruto, like, I've seen that before. I have not mm-hmm. finished Shippuden, but then I started thinking, like, what have I watched beyond that? And I don't know the last one. Dang. I cannot think of the last anime that I watched. Well, you watched Death Note, right? Yeah, but that's also been like one that I've come back to. I rewatched it with her. Oh, okay. I had seen it and read it. I actually own the entire manga. Oh, that's Death cool. Note. Yeah, I think it's in a box at my parents, but I—I I mean, I own it. Um, but yeah, so I was just sitting here trying to think, and it's like, man, I don't know what I've watched mm-hmm. last that wasn't something I had already seen. Um, I don't really count Arcane at all. So <laughs> that was only uh, like what, like four episodes. Yeah, and truly, it's like, it's just, it's not really anime. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. So maybe I'll give this a shot. If I get addicted shit, I mean, great. Yeah. I mean, I, I like hyper-focusing on stuff, so let's fucking do it. Fuck um, yeah. I hope you like it. I'm excited yeah. to hear your thoughts about it. Uh, yeah, I'll at least try to get some episodes in before next week. Um, and then just real quick, like, be- yesterday was the first time that I've had any time to do anything, because... <clears throat> I went hiking. It's a great day. We did a like a five mile trail just outside of Helen, Georgia. Um, yeah, about uh, Yona. We did Ravenscliff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I Mount Yona is on the list to do this year. It's just you know it's pretty strenuous. So we're going to. I gave Sabrina this book. It's like a hiking log because she's into that kind of stuff. So we're going to just go on multiple hikes this year, and we're going to end with Mount Yona after we've kind of conditioned ourselves. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> and the dogs and stuff like that, because it's a beautiful hike. Um, but Ravenscliff is great, too. Um, wasn't too strenuous at all. It was, like I said, it was, you know, moderately long. The only, the only I guess, sucky part of it was there, there were tons and tons and tons of exposed roots along the the trail and like these jetting rocks and uneven surfaces, which isn't terrible, but it's like, I do have feet issues. So that was like really rough, I guess, because at the end of the day, I was, my feet were aching. I'm fucking old man. Hiking is getting harder, but, um, it, it was a good time. We had a great time with the dog. We only took Moxie cause whisper, like we like to scope things out because she is deaf and we like to know the environment that we're taking her into. 
Um, but it was nice to get out there, especially like I started thinking about it after my interview episode with Justin and he's like, what is it that you like about going out there? And we talked about how it was kind of meditative and stuff like that. And it kind of was, man, I, I needed that yesterday. Got to think some deep thoughts. That's, that's when I came up with the video game that I'll talk about here in a little bit for the game that we're kind of, or the show film thing that we're creating. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a good day. I needed it. Fuck you. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, this is it. This is it. Um, there are two movies I saw this week. Um, both of which I was relatively excited for. I, I say relatively because I, I was excited for Ambulance, uh, but I thought it was just going to be like a dumb Michael Bay movie. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of a caveat to it. But I was very excited to see everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I saw the trailer and was immediately like, what the fuck is this? This looks unique. This looks like something that's right up my fucking alley. And uh, lo and fucking behold, it was. Um, You can check out my review for this on Letterboxd. It's two or three sentences. Um, This is the first movie that I've given a five-star review to since 2018 which was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, this movie is a fucking masterpiece from beginning to end. It is one of the most funny and sad and just genuinely like pleasant films I've, I've ever watched. Um, and especially in the last I don't know, like five to 10 years where everything has become uh, a fucking Marvel movie. Um, and I, I want to state something real quick up front. I don't hate Marvel movies. I just don't want every fucking movie to be a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Like I, I swear to God, no one is seeing fucking films in the theaters anymore that aren't, uh, you know, Batman or Spider-Man or fucking, you know, uh, name a, name a Marvel movie. People went and saw it. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have a problem with those. I genuinely really enjoyed, um, no way home. I, I thought it was a lot of fun, but, uh, when you're getting three of those a year and those are the only three movies that people are seeing, and everything else is not making it to theaters uh, or is having to go to streaming because um, like movie theaters won't show movies that don't make money type shit. Uh, It gets, uh, it gets a little bit frustrating, Um, especially for someone who like me, who, who loves seeing movies in theaters. Um, I got a, a little bit off track. Uh, my, my point is that this looked like something that wasn't those. And it looked really, really, really fucking good. And it is really, really, really fucking good. Um, 
It's about this uh, Asian family who owns a laundromat and um, it is their last day to file taxes. <laughs> that's that's the plot. Um, I'm, I'm mostly joking. Um, it ends up being like a, uh, a multiverse movie uh, with these characters who you genuinely come to love and respect in many ways. Um, and it has a lot of things to say. I mean, uh, when I say a lot of things, I mean, it has a lot to say about a lot of different things. Um, this movie is absolutely packed full of stuff. Uh, it has some takes on, um, you know, immigrant families and their experiences and, and their culture and, you know, how sometimes that can be, um, you know, detrimental to their success in, you, you know, the United States. <laughs> uh, it has some things to say about, um, basically how life is basically nothing but work and taxes, work and taxes. Um, it has stuff to say about, you know, what's the, I think it's the Walt Whitman poem, the, you know, the low road, less traveled, you know, it has something to say about, you know, maybe not, um, worrying about how you've made every bad decision in life to get you to this point. You know, it has, I mean, the big thing, the big takeaway that I got is, um, it's a movie about, um, like recognizing your worth and how you are worth more than just, um, like what you may think that how do I want to put this? Um, I, I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's recognizing that you are enough. Um, and that just because life didn't work out the way that you had wanted it to, um, doesn't mean that your life was a waste and that you have self worth regardless. Um, there are moments in this movie that just I was like laughing and crying at the same exact time. Um, I can't think of, of a movie that I have seen in a very like the last movie that maybe made me do the same exact thing. Coincidentally is a movie by the same filmmaking duo Daniels. Uh, it's called Swiss army man. I really recommend that movie. It is, so fucking weird and funny and heartfelt. It is, it's not as good as this movie, but it is very, it is worth every bit of your time. Um, yeah, the, everything about this movie works for me. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, um, or I, I it might be Yao, uh, is magnificent. Uh, for those who don't know, she is the um, 
the sort of like older lady from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She was also she had a cameo in Shang-Chi, I believe. Um, uh, and then the the kind of like co-lead uh, in this is. Um, hang on, let me find his his name real quick. While you're looking it up, the poet was Robert Frost because it's going to bother me. Robert Frost. Um. Jonathan K. Kwan. I, I, again, I hope that I'm saying that right. Or K. K. Hui Kwan. Um, he is, he's actually Vietnamese and not Chinese, but, um, uh, he is known for playing short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And, oh, shit. Yeah. And, um, uh, what was his character's name in the Goonies? Uh, Data, I think. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. you're kidding me. Yeah. Uh, I did not recognize him because he hasn't been in anything in a very long time. Um, he's done some stuff in the 2000s, uh, but most of the stuff that he has done since the 90s has been uh, actually stunt work where he was a stunt coordinator. Um, and apparently, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that he performed some of his own stunts in this movie, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I, this movie totally and utterly completely fucking rules. Um, I don't know what I can say other than it's a masterpiece. Like it is, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like, no joke. Um, it is a movie that I would call perfect. Uh, I don't think that there are a lot of movies that are perfect. I actually have a list on my letterbox. If you want to go check that out, it's got 27 films on it. This is one of those 27 films. Um, yeah, it's excellent. It is absolutely excellent. Um, Dude, I might go see I, that shit. It's, it's what I'm saying because we were just barely. Okay. Josh, just say reminder in a few minutes to remind me because I'm about to get sidetracked. But you speak so highly about this. I've never heard you speak this highly about anything. Like, uh, there's films that you think are great, but I don't know if I've ever heard you say one is perfect. And this is something that I've wanted to see. Second off, you just blew my mind that Jonathan Kekwan is in this because... The Goonies is a part of my childhood. Of course, I watched him in fucking Indiana Jones, but The Goonies is my shit. Like, I grew up with that. Like, Goonies never say die. It's always in my head when I'm outside <laughs> fucking exploring in the world, dude. I love them so much. The fact that he's in this, and I've seen this trailer a lot because I do want to see this movie. I never put two and two together that he's fucking data. I did not know that, or he's short round. That just makes me want to see it even more. I might... I was telling you, like, I want to go to the gym on Sunday because it's going to be dead because it's Easter, but I might be going to see this on Sunday, too, because you've gotten me so excited for it now. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, it is, it is magnificent. Uh, there's, it's, okay, I, I really don't want to spoil anything. I really don't, but, like, there is, there is a segment near the end of this movie that is literally 
just two rocks on a kind of like cliffside with googly eyes on them. And the dialogue that's happening back and forth is like written on screen. And it is one of the most emotional, (laughs) emotional things that I have seen in a very long time. It's two fucking rocks, dude. I'm, I, I promise you, if you go and see this movie, you will not be disappointed. This is the kind of shit that, like, when I say I want, like, original movies in theaters, this is the kind of shit that I want to see. Okay, so I have to ask, and this is what I needed the reminder about. Last night during the, uh, during the stream, you said something about raccoons. Yes. Josh. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Is that about this movie? Yes, it's about this movie. There's a I, I I promise you I don't I don't want to give any thing away because you I when you hear it or see it you will you'll probably shit your pants with laughter okay uh, because it's one of the fucking funniest shits I've it's so absurd but it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's I can't. I there's I have to see this movie. Like it's just it looks so good because I saw this trailer a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, that looks really like out there, outlandish and weird. I kinda wanna see it. Um and it looked funny. Like there was like the trailer had me laughing, but it also had me like, what the fuck is happening? So it piqued my interest. I want to see this movie, but you sold me on it. Like I, I have to see this. And Sunday this I don't even know if Sabrina wants to see it, but she's going. Yeah, it's good stuff. Dude, hell yeah. Perfect movie, huh? Yep. Wow. Yeah, uh, hang on. Uh, Real quick. We'll just do this as like a a real quick thought experiment. Um, Or or maybe not necessarily thought experiment because it's not really a thought experiment. But I want to see. uh, Are you pulling up your letterbox? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. See. So that would not fit the bill. Holy shit. Um, that would. That would not. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. How many, how many movies do you think I've given a five star review to in the last five years? I mean, I guess I would. I mean, no, because you gave me an insight into. Spider Verse, I would say two at the most three. Okay, what do you think, Austin? I would say the same. Yeah, probably about two or three. Three. Yeah. Uh, Was Parasite one of them? Nope. Parasite's no? four and a half. Uh, and I love Parasite. Parasite's fantastic, but Parasite also uh, there's some things in Parasite that just bug me a little bit too much for it to be perfect. Um, it's close. It's very close. Like if I were so. You know, five stars, obviously, when broken out to ten, uh, like, um, four and a half would be nine or whatever. Parasite's like a nine and a half. Like, it's almost there. But, you know. um, So, you said past five years. I'd put it at 2017, so it can't be Swiss Army Man. I'm actually fucking... I could not put a... I don't know what the third one it is. What is it? It is the Florida Project. Oh, that's on my watch list, dude, because you've told me about it. I have it on Netflix. 
Yeah. I think. It is... That is a movie that... It's not... Like, it's not as inventive as this movie is in terms of, like, its visual style and stuff like that. But it is equally as, like, this is hilarious and heartbreaking at the same exact time. Um, I said... Sorry. I said it was on my Netflix thing. I don't see it. Isn't that the one with... Like, aren't they going to... Uh, it takes place just like right outside of Disney World. <coughs> right. Yeah. Wasn't it on Netflix at some point? Uh, yeah. I I thought it was still on Netflix, but dude, I had it on my list. It's not there. I wonder. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, yeah, that's weird. I don't see it on Netflix either. That's strange. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, it might have just like fallen off. But uh, yeah, in the past five years, I've only rated three movies five stars within the last 10 years I have rated one two does this nope nope it's just a little bit too late three four oh damn is that it is it only four for real one two three four Five. Okay, five. In the last ten years, I've only rated five movies five stars. And this one is considered perfect. Yep. Um, it's not on Hulu or HBO or Netflix, so I'm fucked. Oh, wonderful. Don't you love that when, when yeah. streamers are like, we're getting rid of this and then you can't watch it anywhere? Right. It was on my list. If it's on my list, don't take it off. I don't care what your fucking parameters are. It's on my list. Yeah, you fucking bastards. Yeah, this is about me. <laughs> uh, are we ready to carry on, my wayward sons? We are. Uh, so we were just talking about movies, and now we're going to talk about movies. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that uh, has kind of cropped up a lot more recently uh, has been video game adaptations again. Um, you know, they were really prevalent in the late 90s to early 2000s. Um, and then they kind of died a quick death. And now they're kind of back again. You know, uh, there's the new Resident Evil stuff that's coming out. Uh, you had Monster Hunter either last year or two years ago. Um, Mortal Kombat was last year, I think. Like, just a, a whole bunch of stuff is, is coming out. And... Um. Oh, Uncharted this year? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And we thought that it might be fun to try our hand at uh, coming up with our own um, video game movies. So what we are going to do for you is we are going to give you uh, a movie slash TV show idea that we have thought about based on a video game property. And we're going to tell you all about it. So, without further further ado, uh, let's get started. I want to go to you first, Dylan, because you were the one who proposed this idea. I did. So, all right. Kingdom Hearts 
started. Simple enough, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you last night <laughs> that I was semi-ashamed of this, but it's a great idea, so I need you to bear with me for a minute. I did not choose Elden Ring. Okay. That's true. I did not choose Elden Definitely Ring. Definitely what I thought you were going to do. I almost did. <laughs> I'm <that's>, sure. <laughs> yes. And Josh and I were joking. I could have done Pokemon, <laughs> but it's already a thing. So. Um, but Kingdom Hearts is almost just as bad. But I need to explain myself, okay? Okay. You so. do. <laughs> I'm so sorry for this, man. It started simple enough, but over time it became so convoluted and it felt like a chore to try to understand. Between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, I felt like I had a good, if not great, grasp about what was going on. But now you throw in a fucking myriad of different side games that are not only on various consoles and handhelds and mobile games, but I'm expected to play all of them to just get the story right. They're all pivotal to the fucking They're story. Fucking it's annoying. Crucial. Why did and they put I, them on so many different consoles? And I have to play them to know what's going on. Yeah. So now I feel like an idiot going into Kingdom Hearts 3. I had no clue what the fuck was happening well, half the time. To be fair, they did release collections. I can fucking care less. I'm not playing <laughs> all of this shit. So take that same thought and think of how it would be best to flesh that out in one singular medium. And personally, I think that would shine best in the form of a Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. So with the huge budget backing the development, I think we could see something truly great. But this isn't really about just picking a game and saying, I want a series off of that. I want a little more. So this is my dream project, right? This is my dream project for Kingdom Hearts. There's multi- This is a topic I want to come back to because there's a lot of different series that I want to see. And I promise I will not choose Elden Ring. I might choose Bloodborne. But <laughs> <laughs> I won't choose Elden Ring. Um, so recently I've spoken highly of Arcane. And for good reason, because between the writing and astounding animation, it was hard not to fall in love with the show. So with that said, never mind the door in the background. It's fine. You'll hear it on the recording. Um, I would really like to have Fortiche as the animation studio behind the project. They're the ones that did Arcane. So imagine Arcane's beautiful graphical style. Kingdom Hearts. Um, They have a wonderful talent for creating something like they delivered. It was unique and exciting, and it feels like the animation takes you on a journey itself. Um, Christian Link and Alex Yee were the writers for Arcane, and while I think that they did a great job for writing the show, I kind of want to shift directions a little bit, because sure, I would take them if given them, but I want a different direction for the show. Because this is Disney, right? And I'm not saying Disney is always marketed towards kids, but it has a a lighter nature almost. And <clears throat> when it comes time to get those somber moments, they can really they know how to do it, right? But 
this isn't even a set of writers who I would like to have who's from Disney. Um, Aaron, I forget how you pronounce his last name. I think it's Aaron Ayaz or something like that. And then there's Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitsko. Those are names that just by hearing them, first off, if I pronounced them right, you you might not under, you might not know who they are, but you know what they created, and it was Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm. So you take these amazing writers, combine it with Fortiche, the perfect animation studio, um, and I think it combines into a great style that just like coalesces well with the Kingdom Hearts universe. Um, but those foundations in place, I want this to go far back in Kingdom Hearts. I want this to go all the way back with Eriquis and uh, Xehanort, and I want it to follow something similar to what Arcane did. Arcane showed us like this fleshed out story of characters we already knew and loved in the League universe, and I kind of want the same thing from this show. Give me a season-by-season season story focusing on the foundations of Kingdom Hearts and then lead me through the Keyblade Wars and yeah, eventually do get to Sora, Riku, and Kairi and follow their stories as well. Paint me a picture in this incredibly convoluted world that's episodic and easy to follow. Make the story make sense and don't have me chasing chapters of lore and miscellaneous games or searching for information on Wikipedia. Like, give me <laughs> the streamlined process. And of course, it's the best part of all. It's the music. Um, and I think... Yoko Shimamura, who is the main uh, composer for Kingdom Hearts, they absolutely she ha has to come back. Um, she's made some phenomenal classics out of the three games main soundtracks. I only played three for a little bit, but it was fantastic. And I can't think of anything better to to kind of fill this world that I'm creating than her music. And there's there's only one condition though, and it's that uh, each new season we get a brand new like banger intro by Hikaru Utada, because it's not Kingdom Hearts without one of her songs to start us off. So that's it. That's that's my thought. I said her. It's a they, sir. Oh, they. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. I know it's not. It's nothing crazy. It's not some outlandish game. It's just a, it's a game franchise that I used to love, and I want to I want a fleshed out lore experience. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, lucky for you, that is happening. Do you know that? Are you lying? No. They've actually confirmed a Disney Plus uh, Kingdom Hearts series is in the works. They just haven't said anything else about it. Mm. I'm fucking. If you could have seen my face. Is this real? <laughs> yeah, they announced it like halfway through 2020. Oh, They announced it a while ago. Huh? Well, it doesn't have my writers or fucking animation studios. So <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> you don't know. Nor will it probably streamline the lore that I want. It's going to just probably make it not. even worse. Probably. It probably is. Yeah. It's probably going to be another side story that's going to somehow correlate from three to four. I don't want to. I guarantee that that's exactly what's going to happen. I don't want to have to play the games and then watch something to get caught up for four. Oh, you probably will. Someone else go, I'm mad. <laughs> I any, um, any, like, casting ideas for any of those? Uh, I mean, dude, no, because, the. I mean, this would be, like, I mean, if we finally got to the Sora, I mean, I would want all original voice actors, like Haley. Uh, Joel Osment or whatever he that is Sora right um, 
And then, you know, I well, something I didn't really talk about is like all the Disney characters. And like, I want them to be a part of it. But the, the problem, right, is the square side of it because there's square characters in it. So how does that begin to work? Um, I didn't really think of casting because, I mean, just like with Arcane, I kind of just left it because I, I can't tell you who a single voice actor or actress is in... Um, and Arcane, I think Haley Steinfeld maybe, but outside of that, it's like I don't know. But they, they had a great cast that brought these characters to life. Um, I don't know, man. It's fucking surprised me with the game that I'll never get or a movie that I'll never get, <laughs> TV series. Oh, all right, cool, cool. Uh, Austin, do you want to go next or do you want me to? Uh, I can go next. Get it out of the way. Cool. So, uh, the video game I did was Prototype. Have you guys ever played or heard of Prototype? I'm sure that you have. Um, Really? That's what I would want this movie to solely be about. I would want this to be a one-time thing and done because I don't know. uh, Have either of you, like, ever seen anything on the second one? I saw it. I never fucking played it. It's the first so one, bad. Mercer, right? Is that right? Yeah. The second one is awful. It's genuinely an awful game. Um, I mean, like, it, it's kind of just a reskin of the first game. Uh, the story's not that great, and the writing, like, the actual dialogue itself is fucking atrocious, and it is some of the cringiest shit. Like, you can really tell that in every sentence that's said in that fucking game, they specifically went out of their way to find a reason to say fuck. In every sentence. Like, it's, it sounds like it was written by a fucking 12-year-old that learned how to cuss for the first fucking time. You know, the irony of what you just said is by how many fucks were in your sentences. Oh, I know. I know. I also still talk like a 12-year-old that just learned how to cuss for the first time. It's okay. I understand. Um, so, essentially, the story for Prototype is uh, about a young man named Alex Mercer who wakes up in a morgue with no memory of how he got there, uh, only to get gunned down trying to escape and somehow fucking survive it. Uh, He then realizes he has all kinds of crazy, cool fucking superpowers, but can't for the life of him remember how he fucking got them. Um, Those include, like, shape-shifting, the ability to fucking consume people. I still don't really understand how that worked. I think he just, like, ripped them apart and, like, just slowly, like, merges with them. It's a weird fucking process. Um, but he, and he can like weaponize different limbs on his body. It's really fucking cool. Uh, he eventually learns that every person he consumes, he's able to see all of their memories and kind of by going after high ranking military and government officials, he kind of learns that this was all a fucking setup, uh, that he was given his powers by a virus and the virus was pretty much a biochemical, uh, weapons test, uh, from the government. Pretty fucked up shady shit. Um, I think, like, I think if this just is, this is just, like, a one-time thing and they never try to do anything else with it, don't try to cram it with, like, random Easter eggs from the game that, like, 90% of players wouldn't have fucking noticed in the first place and just have it be just one thing. And I, I think it would be really good. I think it could work out similarly to... Because, um, like, I, I didn't think about directors uh, until you asked Dylan, Josh, who I don't know if you asked that. Maybe you did. Well, Maybe I'm just misremembering that. Um, but I didn't think about that until directors were mentioned. And I was kind of sitting here while Dylan was talking. And I was like, man, like, I don't really know a whole lot about movies. But, like, who would I want to direct this? But then I thought because of, like, the government conspiracy type thing that this could be sort of like a gruesome, dark action movie that is kind of mixed with a, you know, semi-basic political thriller. 
And I was like, man, what's a movie like that that I've seen that I really liked? The Winter Soldier. I'm, it's it's a comic book movie that's kind of tied in with a political thriller, and it's really good, and it's my favorite Marvel movie, and it probably always fucking will be. It's the um, best Marvel movie. It absolutely is. It's well, such a good fucking movie. All right. No, no. Oh, what's the best Marvel movie, Dylan? Let's just keep going. Could Jake Gyllenhaal play Alex Mercer though? Um, honestly, like as much as I hate it, when I was thinking about it, like a cat, like a fan casting. I, just facial structure alone, that probably would be the actor that I think would resemble him closer. I would love to see him devour people. I am also, like, I, I also thought of Tom Hardy, but then I thought of Ooh, the story never mind, of the game take was. That. Yeah. yeah, but then Tom I thought Hardy's of what the story of the actors. game was, and it would pretty much just be another Venom movie. Yeah, it's okay. Is it? Yeah, because yeah, like this one. one could still be rated R and actually <laughs> be good. Right. No, but Tom Hardy's fucking rad, dude. He's probably my favorite actor. It would be pretty fun for that role. I think that that would be... Because, like, I feel like it wouldn't... I don't know. I feel like it, 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 it's a story that could be really grounded and wouldn't be too hard to try to adapt. I mean, I mean, aside from, like, heavy use of CGI for, like, your arm turning into a fucking blade that cuts people in half, but... Yeah, but it's cool that this is, like, a 2022 thought and not, like, a, you know, 2005 thought. Because yeah, CGI honestly. now actually looks rad. This, I mean, I love the idea because I really enjoyed the first game. Um, I need to go back and replay it. It's been so long. It's such a good game. Yeah, I dude, that's fucking rad. Yeah, because we, we need a good Venom movie. And it's pretty similar, right? Like, yeah, it is, a lot yep. of those. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because, like, at the end of the game, you kind of get a power-up where it's, like, the, the weaponization shit happens like all over his body so I mean yeah kind of yeah. your uh cool. yours is gonna be better received than mine cause I went the fucking cop out kingdom on the route oh okay well um, can I did you do a horror movie I did oddly Shock. enough um Elden Ring isn't it <laughs> it would be, some it would be more believable for you to say Elden Ring at this point. Oh no. my god! No, if you're not lying, <laughs> if you would have dropped me Elden Ring, I would that would have put me on the ground. I would be fucking <laughs> dead, dude. Dude, I <laughs> that that would have been some funny ass shit. Um, yeah, no, I I did not uh, go the route of. Um, of Elden Ring, but I, I did go in a in a similar vein. Um, so I was trying to think of because I've thought about this specific topic with more games, more times than I would ever care to admit. Um, and one of my one of the ones that I am always like. It's always there. Uh, is um, Metal Gear Solid? That's, I mean, dude, it's my favorite game of all time. What did I say uh, in your I, Twitch stream today, Dylan? Dude, Austin said that you were going to choose Metal Gear Solid six hours ago. Really? <laughs> Boom! Yes. I said, watch. It's either going to be Metal Gear Solid or Final Fantasy. Watch. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Metal Gear Solid is is one that I've I've. Uh, kind of like messed around with in my head like in terms of like how would I, how would I do this how, you know stuff like that but uh, when you threw on the caveat of 
you know, who we would get for like, you know, showrunners or, or directors, writers, that sort of shit. Um, I was like, well, I don't know how I would want other people to do it. I just know how I would want to do it type thing. Uh, so I kind of went back to the drawing board and um, there, uh, there are a lot of different things that I have thought about and uh, like I love um, but there's there's only a handful that I would feel comfortable um, like really doing like something like uh, big with I guess um, and I feel like I've talked myself into not understanding the point out <laughs> um, anyway my, my, my point is uh, or not my point is uh, to, to get to where I'm headed one of the series in gaming that I love above all others is Final Fantasy and fuck you for goddamn guessing what Austin. the fuck um so i wouldn't necessarily be adapting a like final fantasy 7 or 8 or 9 or you know any of the games that i love but i thought about doing something in this world or well not in this world but in, with this series name and one of the the very first ideas that I had was why don't we take Final Fantasy Tactics and make it like Game of Thrones? Because Final Fantasy Tactics is a little bit more grounded than the rest of the series. Uh, Like, you know, it still has magic and it still has, you know, mythical creatures and shit like that, but it is very much based in a sort of like medieval um like real world real war type shit and I was like that to me just makes perfect sense to try to adapt into something and I feel like in the I I think I was uh telling um who was I telling this to? I, it might have been Dylan. Um, I, th- I think that everyone kind of got burnt out by the end of um, by the end of uh, Game of Thrones. And I don't know that I necessarily want to see it again anytime soon. But there is no denying that one, it left a gigantic impact. But two, since Game of Thrones, there really has been a kind of like uh, a lack of actual quality fantasy stuff going on. And I think that something like this could rectify that. I, I think that if you got the right people working on this uh, on this particular property and were, um, you know, dedicated to making it as good as Game of Thrones was, you could easily have another gigantic hit on your hands. Like, I, I there's no doubt in my mind. Um, so, yeah, ba- basically what I would do is I would I would take the kind of uh, 
the the basic layout of Final Fantasy Tactics. It, you know, set it in the kingdom of Ivalice and just have uh, this war kind of play out and and then just uh, kind of tell the story as, as best as I can um, with uh, none other than um, uh, hang on, I gotta look up his name uh, Dave Hill who was basically the third in charge behind um, uh, David Benioff and, and D.B. Weiss on Game of Thrones. Have him come in. Uh, it, it seems like he has a, a passion for this kind of stuff. He wrote some of the best episodes of the show and um, have him be the showrunner and have them kind of, uh, you know, do Game of Thrones, but Final Fantasy. So that that was my initial thought, um, or maybe not my initial thought, because I, I definitely did thought think about t- talking about Metal Gear Solid because I have <laughs> a lot of ideas on how to do that and do it properly. Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal be Solid Snake? Uh, I don't know who I would cast as Solid Snake. He's the only one who I think I don't know who I would cast. I think I know who I would cast for everybody else but I don't know who I would cast for him. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I, I mean, I would... I think one of the things that um, you touched on, uh, Dylan, that I, I think would be a mistake not to have if I were going to do this uh, kind of Game of Thrones style is I, I think you'd have to bring back Hironobu Sech- uh, Sekiguchi for the music. Oh, yeah. Uh, his, he is Final Fantasy to me in many, many ways. His music for the series is just, it is, without a doubt, when I think of Final Fantasy, the themes that he composed and gave us are some of the first things that pop into my head. Um, and I would have to have him back. Uh, and I, I would, I don't know who I would cast in this because I don't know that I would follow the same exact story from, from uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Because I, I, I think that one of the ways that film or TV adaptations of video games uh, lose me is when they try to adapt stories from video games when video game stories are kind of inherently... Uh, they're they're different than than the narrative stories that you get through TV and film. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's my idea. Hell yeah! I love because I didn't expect. I really did think Metal Gear Solid. Um, but holy shit, the fucking curveball of Final Fantasy. But the cool thing is, is like I didn't think of it from that perspective. Because it's like when I think of Final Fantasy, I think of the ones that have already been done. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Advent Children. But I think I would rather watch watch something like that. Because I'm, I've, I was disappointed with Game of Thrones. I never got to see the ending that I wanted to see. But it's like, put it inside of a universe that... Was it like a unique story to itself, you said? Like, 
It doesn't yeah, have to. The, yeah. Um, I, I like I wouldn't do the story of Final Fantasy Tactics, and Tactics is its own unique story in the Final Fantasy world. Um, the setting carries over to a couple games, like Evilise is the setting for uh, Final Fantasy XII, and what is the other one? Evilise is the setting for at least three video games in, in the series. One of them being Tactics, uh, another being Twelve, and then. The last one that I, I just, for whatever reason, cannot think of right now. Um, so, yeah. but it would be a unique story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, something that doesn't have pre-written material to be, you know, disappointed with a shitty outcome or whatever, that would be nice. Um, and then yours can cross over with My Kingdom Hearts. Oh, boy. Yeah. That would be See? <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know that we were doing that. We kind of did I take it all thing. back. I want to do Metal Gear Solid now. God damn it. <laughs> uh, that says more about my disdain for <laughs> fucking Kingdom Hearts than it does for my uh, love of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> but the story would be so fun. Uh, it would be something. It would be so fun. Hey, but we got to come back to this because there's, like you said, there's multiple games I want to do. Uh, I fucking, I could do this for the next four weeks and have a different game. Yeah. I, I, it sucks that they did Uncharted because Uncharted was one of the ones that I would have loved to have done. You uh, could do your pitch for an Uncharted game that's actually good or a film that's actually good. Oh, right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Who's your Nathan Drake? Is it is it Nathan Fillion? Yeah, it's Nathan Fillion. Like, yeah. th- there's nobody else. <laughs> uh, Let's do it once a month. We got to make a new film. Yeah. We're screenwriters. We. Uh, t- <laughs> 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 uh, well. Okay. Topic over. Topic over. That was that was fun though. I I like doing that. that. Uh, yeah. We definitely. Th- this definitely is something that we'll revisit. Uh, Every now and again. Every now and again. Uh, let's move on to what we've been playing. Did you play anything? Nope. Fuck you. We played Dead by Daylight and it was fun. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. We did play Dead by Daylight and it was really fucking fun. But i haven't had enough time to play with the new characters uh who came from the ring to have anything really interesting to say about dead by daylight you know that i haven't already said before like this this would be my review of dead by daylight in uh april 2022 it's fun you bitch i was just thinking we could talk about how good of a time we had we did have a good time no, no. Uh, let's, 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 do, let's, let's talk about how great of a time we had. <laughs> you sub it up, bitch. You sound so we sarcastic. About, we, we talked about Casey Anthony. <laughs> oh boy, that is that is the thing that happened. We did talk about. Oh. Ultimately, though, we we got fucking pooped on for a while there. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, we had the the like one ish good game towards the beginning, and it ended up sucking because. Uh, that wasn't the one that you left me behind in, was it? You <laughs> fucking bastard. I almost didn't make it out of that one. Um, yeah, no, the, oh, the first God. game, I remember going like really well until the end uh, because 
what what was it that happened? So, something happened where like one of our teammates quit out on us or or something like that. Yeah. And then um Oh, no. It, they were on the hook and they just kind of died out as opposed to letting <laughs> yeah. save them. And that left us with uh with just three people and we almost made it out. Um I think one of us actually ended up making it out and I stayed behind to help Dylan and I I got fucked. Yeah. Oh, but you got like best odds ever and escaped off the hook. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like two or three games later. That was fucking yeah. awesome. I don't know how the hell that happened, but there was some highlights, man. Like I did fucking bail though. We were in a game with the Wraith and I was trying to open the door. But then someone ran the wraith over to me. So now there's three of us doing fucking laps around this giant dump truck thing. And everyone's like not opening the door. They're just playing ring around the rosy. But every time I went for the door, there's the wraith. And then I was like, shit. So I had to backtrack and I thought he was right behind me. But as I cross over the dump truck, Josh is running at me and it's right behind him. (laughs) Oh, man. That shit fucking. ended up being fucking wild, though. It was. So then I flung open the door and I just darted. I, <laughs> I left everyone behind. It's like I had been I had lost every game up to that point. Uh, dude, it was rough. So I just dipped. But then the very last game, we made the ghost face stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we 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 bullied that poor fucking ghost face. We just fucking we went in and it was like, "This is what's up." Right. We just completely dominated Jens. We ran him around, and then he just disappeared. And then we're opening the gate. And we're like, "Where is he?" And we hear a heartbeat. He's just standing next to the killer shack, not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he man. was so upset, man. He that, was. That it was, poor dude. It was good. It was fun, and I actually bought skins, so now we have to play more. Oh, I mean, was that ever in doubt? <clears throat> well, I don't know. With Elden Ring, <laughs> anything's oh, possible. That is true. Uh, so nothing outside of DBD? Uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring. I uh, I beat New Game Plus Plus. <laughs> and what else did you do? Uh, started... Yeah. New game Go plus ahead. plus plus. Yeah, he did. Uh dude, it's just so good. I I don't I mean I know. It's I, fucking great, I, I feel, right? I feel bad saying that because, you know, um I should be trying my best to complete the challenge as best as humanly possible. And I, I do plan on getting back to some of the stuff, but like I'm it is very weird that I am having this kind of a reaction to a souls game uh, or more specifically a FromSoft game because I have never had this reaction and I love Bloodborne. I really, really like Dark Souls three, but this one is just it. It caught me, caught me at the right time uh, doing the right things. I mean, it's magical. I mean, truly, to the point where, like, it's saying something that it was the first Souls game you beat. It's, I still cannot, I cannot effectively say it's my favorite Souls game, but it's close. Like, it's tied. 
right dark souls 3 is my baby through and through but this one it's truly up there i just can't say it's better than any of them um but it hooked austin <laughs> austin you've never played a souls game and had no interest in this shit mm-hmm. it's so you're good. here now and you've played nothing this week but elden ring that's your time to talk <laughs> i'm sorry madison came and asked me a question what did you say oh. <laughs> I just stated that this game has hooked you who's never played a Souls game and had no interest in Elden Ring and that's what you've been playing all week. It is. And that's oh fuck dude. It's all I've been playing at this point because I'm like I'm I'm so close to the end. Um I'm still on Malekith and he is just kicking my fucking teeth in. Uh I which is weird because I've heard he's weak to bleed and I rebuilt as bleed and it I am just not getting it. I don't know what I'm doing. He's just so chaotic in his second phase that he fucks me. He is um, really chaotic in his second phase. Like that shit is difficult, bro. I, that's every time I fight him, I'm, I'm I'm getting him lower and lower. So I'm getting there. But then it's I very bloodborne esque mm-hmm. fight, very fast. Yeah, it is not a rad time. Um, I have, however, just been kind of wandering around and specifically looking for side bosses, and I fucked up like five side bosses today. So that was. Oh, yeah, you did Rykard too, which is cool. I did. That was super cool. Um, I didn't know that you didn't have to use the weapon. I thought it was required, so I used the weapon. Uh, and the fight was. I, I'm guessing the fight was really easy because of it, because I beat him on my second try. Oh, yeah. But it was such a cool fight. Uh, <laughs> I saw a TikTok of that fight the other day where uh, he's in a second phase and he's like shooting like the skulls of fire at you. Like, and it's funny because the whole time I'm dealing with that attack, I'm like, okay, I'm dodging and I'm dodging and I'm dodging. And I'm like, fuck, when does it stop? Does he just do this the whole fucking time? <laughs> and I saw a TikTok of that fight like a week ago where this guy's playing it. And he's getting his fucking ass beat by like the flaming skulls. And he's like, you know, I thought this was an RPG. What role am I playing here? The fucking victim? And that's how I felt <laughs> the whole goddamn time. Oh, uh, that's how you feel in the Malekith fight, too. Yeah, honestly, that one really makes like that fight feels disrespectful now. I feel like I he is disrespecting me every time I walk in that fucking arena. So I feel like with the skills that you pick up from Malekith, it'll make the, not the next boss, but the next boss after that fight mm-hmm. a little better. Mm, bet. Like, just fucking dodge. <laughs> he said, just roll. Just roll yeah. away. Um, but I, I went after, like, all the, I don't know what they're called, but, like, they're, like, the little gates that you can walk up to and stand in the middle. They're, like, scattered throughout the oh, map. The ever, uh, the... Evergales. Yeah, I went around and I did all those, and that was pretty cool. Um, I don't really remember if I felt like anything was oh. super useful out of them, but... Did you, did you get the Black Knife Tish? No. He, no, I did not get there. He has to do Rainy's storyline, because that's up on the... Um, oh, you gotta go through the Ainsel River well or whatever? Yeah, so I did not uh, get that yet. You should do that quest line before you finish the game, though. It'll give you the best ending in the game. I probably really. will. And arguably the best summon in the game. Yeah, because the the mimic tier, he just I mean he's holding his own with Malekith until like the second phase, which is surprising. Yeah. But he is still getting his little teeth kicked in like way too fucking early. I'm like, bro, I don't need you to be tapping out now. Right. If you do Rainy's quest line, you get some incredible armor, 
you get a really great summon and you get the I I mean it's hands down the best ending to me. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree on the ending. What do you, How do you get the, the best armor set? One of the I I really love Blyde's armor. Oh, mm, it's cool, cool as shit. Set. That's yeah, that's true. Like aesthetically cool as shit. Like I went back to playing, so I'm not naked right now playing. <clears throat> I have <laughs> I'm going for a heavy next uh, next <laughs> heavy dex build. So I have like the Ronin armor on, and then I have the oh, I can't. It it's the old mask. It's the mask you get from on top of the like the f the fire peaks or whatever, where you killed the blood dude, and you get the river or the blood rivers of blood katana, and then you get his mask, I think, and he's this old white haired looking thing is the mask, but it also raises dexterity. So I'm rocking like seventy something. In my decks, and I'm only level like 180, I think. Nice. So I'm I'm hitting this just incredible bleed right now, um, <clears throat> but that's like statistically my best armor set. But the Blyde's armor set itself, it just looks so fucking cool, and it's all because of Ranny. Mm -hmm. Ranny's best girl. Ranny is best girl. Dude, even Sabrina fucking loves her. Sabrina sends me artwork of her just throughout the day, and I'm like, this is what I need. <laughs> I love that. It's such a good game. And I, I really wasn't going to talk about it this podcast. And then <laughs> I saw Austin put it on there, and I'm like, fuck, let's just do it. <laughs> well, hopefully next week I'll be able to say that I finished it. Dude, I hope, man. That like, is the that I'll is start the Demon Slayer. You finish Elden Slayer. <laughs> I will try. Okay. I saw a pretty uh, cool build in the game based off of a character from Demon Slayer that was really fucking rad. That's kind of sick. You can fucking cosplay as anything in this game. You can make fucking Ninja Turtles and yeah, Geralt. I've been following a guy on TikTok who uh, built his character after Zoro from One Piece. And oh, I was like, that's sick. really fucking cool. He uses katanas and shit? Yeah. <laughs> that's this shit is sick. Uh, fuck. Um, Stardew. I've been playing Stardew and... I like, like I said, I went hiking yesterday and I got home and we kind of zinned out, got some food. Josh and I streamed Dead by Daylight, but after that, I <sighs> chilled for a little bit. And then I was like, I'm just going to play a game. Like, I have time, I have a day off. And I played Stardew until like 1 30 in the morning. Um, I don't talk about it a lot, but this is one of my challenge games. And I am very, very, very close to finally meeting what I would consider to be in game parameters in that game. Because it's like one of those continuous things. You can just keep playing it. But. My my biggest thing for finishing that game was to finish the community center. I have one thing left to put in there. This is the first time out of me playing Stardew for however many years I've been playing it. This is the first time I will complete the community center. So I'm really excited about that. And then I just really have to finish out the year after that because the last thing is getting four. Like your grandpa comes back as a spirit on year three and then he rates your farm and you get like candles lit and four candles I believe is the best and if I hit that I'm great six out of six and I'm super close like it's it's a matter of I don't think I can do it before the next podcast but before the one after that I think Stardew will be finished awesome so six out of ten. Six out of ten. Six out of ten that's it and then Elden Ring <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. We, we've all been playing Elden Ring yeah yeah uh well, all right. Cool, cool. Um, oh, I didn't do nicknames for everyone. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, 
let's get to our picks of the week. Uh, my pick of the week is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Please go see this movie. Um, Hell yeah. Not only do I think that a lot of people will enjoy this, I, I really genuinely think that it is one of those movies that like everyone can watch and love. Um, but also, we need more movies like this. We need these types of movies, and I would really love to see more of them. Um, so please, if you can go see this movie in theaters, Austin. (laughs) Yes. Um, my pick of the week is, I think I brought it up before, but I'm going to say it again, uh, because I always listen to it this time of the year for some fucking reason. Uh, that is an album called instant gratification by a band called dance Gavin dance. Uh, I love Dance Gavin Dance. They're probably one of, if not literally, my favorite like band of all fucking time. Uh, and for some reason, this album, it is just... it Every year during the spring, like, I don't know, it gives me very spring-like vibes for some fucking reason. Um, the first time I, I ever heard the album was like spring of 2015 where like shit wasn't really going so hot for me. Uh, a lot of things were kind of starting to hit the fan. And uh, it was one of the things that uh, I just kind of listened to and spaced out in to just, like, try to relax and compose myself. And just every spring, yeah, I just play it on repeat. It's a very good fucking album. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, Dylan, why don't you bring us home? Uh, bring me home. Um, so I talk about a lot of different music. Um you know, for picks of the week and stuff, but I, I don't feel like I talk about hip hop enough. So this week it's a song by Jack Harlow called Nail Tech. It's just about like people doubting him and proving him wrong and shit like that. And then where he's at now. And it's over a great set of like, there's, there's like horns blaring on this song, like not like car horns or whatever, but just, you know, a, just musical horns blaring and it's great, but it's also matched with like this really powerful, like just bass thump and it, it's fucking great i listen to it daily um check it out hell yeah all right well uh yeah um a couple things real quick that i uh wanted to uh get out before we leave um there is a uh i i put it up on the patreon post uh, or i i said something about it uh on a patreon post that uh we would be um or not we but i would be uh doing um some uh kind of updates um so for our patreon uh listeners um your first update video will be out um, in two days. So that's a thing to, uh, keep in mind. Um, I think I talked about it last week. Uh, the video, uh, is coming along, uh, relatively well. Um, so keep an eye out for some potential, uh, social media posts, uh, about that. And, um, yeah, I th- I think uh I think that'll about do it. Uh so mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Honey Pixels, and the Culture Pop family of content. Uh, Culture Pop is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Pop. Uh, is on Instagram at Culture underscore Pop. And is on YouTube if you search Culture Pop. I'm available on Twitter at the TheBeBopMan182, on Instagram at BeBopMan182, and on Twitch at the underscore BeBopMan. Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzyTV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, and on YouTube at OMDizzy. And, uh, Austin. I was like, what is his name? Uh-oh. I had a real stroke there. Uh, Before you finish your stroke, I will say if anyone can get me my original Twitter handle, I'll probably pay you a hundred bucks. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, mm, okay. That, say- that's, that extends to you. If you if you do it, I'll get you a hundred bucks. You just got to go through the fucking Scandinavian kid or whatever. <laughs> you have to coerce children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. You know who'd be good at that? Uh, our lawyer. Uh, no, but we've talked about him on this podcast. I'll just I'll let you think about it. Okay. Casey, Casey Anthony would yep. kill kids. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. What a no need for a Twitter if you're dead. Oh, oh, I don't condone any of this. Um, nope, I don't either. I just say things. <laughs> Finally, we got Austin. He is on literally everything as Big Papa Plates. So that is must be nice. Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Twitch, and TikTok. Um. Finally. If you're looking to support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Pop, then go to patreon.com slash culture pop and toss us a pledge. Uh, we have some very cool perks. Um, uh, part of the update video will be, be talking about what I think that we're going to do with uh, perks because uh, there will be some things that are changing around. Um, but once we start hitting our goals, uh, even more stuff will be on the way. So just uh, keep a lookout for that. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. That's look. Everything I just said was a joke. I just want that to be clear. Um, everything. Well, hopefully, I'm not saying that Josh will edit it out. No, he's not going to. Which is fine. I don't think it should be edited out. You know. <laughs> sets us apart from the others yeah is that what it does yeah yeah it makes yeah. us the edgy uh yeah the, it makes us the edge lord podcast the, yeah pedge lords if you will with the podcast p yeah pledge okay yeah uh who's whose armor set is the edge lord armor set i don't remember you remember oh fuck it's uh god damn it the cringy black decaying helmet esha is that it it's uh maybe right the royal royal the, remains something royal knight yeah royal remains yeah and elden ring it's the edge lord armor set yeah and and we aim to be that but for podcasts <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well that was it that's the end of the show so we're gonna get out of here um until next time Goodbye.